the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word, with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and this month we have been discussing God's presence. Last week we talked about how and when we experience God's presence, and listen to that episode if you missed it. And in this episode, we are discussing practicing the presence of God. Practicing the presence of God has to do with focusing on God in all of life, being attentive to His presence, which impacts how we live, and we are changed in His presence. The scripture for this episode is taken from Psalm 46, verses 1, 5, 10, and 11. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I love those verses. God is always present, friends, but we aren't. He is a very present help in trouble. This word very is also translated as ever-present and comes from the Hebrew word nimse, meaning to come forth to, appear, exist, to attain, find, acquire, to occur, meet, or be present. Wow, that really helps us to kind of grasp what that means to be ever-present. God's presence is real, and He chooses to be present within us. But sometimes we don't pause enough to sense His presence and be aware of Him. This is the invitation we are extended here in Psalm 46, to practice the presence of God by being still so we can be attentive and know Him. Knowing He is God means we recognize He is over all, He made us, and yet He humbles Himself to be tangible and present within us. That never ceases to amaze me. Number one in how we practice the presence of God is be still. The word still is a translation of the Hebrew word rapa, meaning to slacken, let down, or cease. So we practice the presence of God by being still, stopping our busyness, and letting go of all of the distractions. This is not mindless meditation or just being lazy. This is contemplative as we consider our God and His Word. As it says in verse 11, He is the Lord of hosts, Lord over all. Sometimes the immediate or the urgent can attract our attention, but being intentional to focus on God helps to usher us into His presence. And people who know me know me being still, (laughs) it almost seems like an opposite. And yet every day I am, I, I, I wake up and I have my favorite spot that I sit in, My husband teases me about this spot, but it's where I go and study God's Word. And you know, I never get enough. I never get enough. I used to think early on in my walk with God that being still was like a hardship almost, you know, (laughs) just my personality type. And then I realized, no, to be able to just sit in His presence. And it means we have to take all those things out of our mind. It doesn't mean emptying our mind, but it means I'm going to jot down things that are trying to distract me so I can just focus on His Word and be in His presence. Number two in practicing the presence of God is self-awareness and God-awareness. Part of this being still is also a self-examination and an awareness of our need of God. We don't take God for granted. 
We aren't casual about His holiness or His presence. We are aware of ourselves in the presence of the living, holy God and aware of His presence. Ecclesiastes 5 verses 1 and 2 makes me think of this. It says, Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. I think sometimes we can get so comfortable with thinking, okay, we know God, we're a Christian, that we forget He's holy and we forget to practice His presence and think about how amazing He is. And so this self-awareness brings me to this place of saying, oh God, I need you. And it just causes me to stop myself and be then God-aware, aware of God's presence. Number three in the practicing the presence of God is hunger. There have been times when I saw God because I knew it was the right thing to do, even if we don't feel like it. Remember the Bible says no one seeks God? No, not one. Well, we need to be in His presence, but we so often resist it, don't we? But I think we can miss the presence of God if we just go through the motions and do not ask Him to help us to hunger after Him. We have to press in, maybe even cry out to get breakthroughs sometimes. Psalm 42 verses 1 and 2 reminds me of this. It's one of my favorites. It says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for you, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Don't you feel that hunger in this verse? When? When can I go and meet with God? Is this how we yearn after God's presence? Number four in practicing the presence of God is repentance. We practice the presence of God by being careful to confess and repent of sin so our sins do not separate us from Him. James 4 verse 8 says, Come near to God and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You know, if we're rushing about, we don't ever really pause long enough to be aware of our sin. And so there's something beautiful about being willing to let down your pride guard and say, oh God, show me where I've fallen short. Just even this past Sunday on the way to church, the Lord brought something to mind and it was a, some people would consider it a very small thing, but in the eyes of a holy God, when you're preparing to lead worship, it was my attitude. And God just really uh, spoke to my heart about my attitude, being in a place of being a servant. You know, worship right now, just going to be transparent, looks different. You know, when you're used to leading worship at the congregation, there is a sweet presence of the Lord when we're all gathered together. And it's hard when you're leading worship on live stream and you just don't have the people of God there with you. And so God, you know, rebuked me about that, but it was a very, um, just as the Lord does it, so good. And it just felt so good just to be aware of God's presence in that moment and thank Him for reminding me. So we need to be repenting. And, and sometimes it might seem like a small thing that we just brush off. Try not to brush it off. Repentance helps us. We practice the presence of God by being careful to confess and repent of sins so that our sins don't separate us from Him. 
Number five in practicing the presence of God is seek. Practicing the presence of God is not a passive activity. Though scripture says to be still, in the stillness there is a seeking, an urgency to encounter God. We cannot, we can be numbed down by this world and our relationship with God can become religion unless we don't let ourselves be satisfied with things of this world or lesser things and we pursue God, the one who is worthy. Psalm 27 verse 8 says, My heart says of you, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. Jeremiah 29 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Number six in practicing the presence of God is stay. Simply don't leave his presence. Carry his presence throughout your day by being mindful of him, abiding in him. This means I practice his presence in the midst of busyness. I think about biblical principles to apply to situations and life, and the Holy Spirit speaks. If we are attentive to that whisper in our souls, we will abide. John 15 verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And finally, the last point I want to make, number seven, we can be confident of God's presence. We can be confident in his presence. Don't let anyone keep you from practicing the presence of God. Don't let shame, guilt, sin, or the fear of man keep you from him. Invite Jesus into your daily life, moment by moment. If people are uncomfortable, invite them to join you too. Hebrews 10 verses 19 through 22 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. There are some different resources I found that I thought might be a blessing to you in this pursuit of practicing the presence of God. And in one free 52-week book I found that I just love it, it's very practical, hands-on about practicing God's presence. So some of us, uh, we need to have something that we can do <laughs> to help us. And so there's different ideas, 52 different ideas. And I've included this link in this free as a free download. So there are practical takeaways and exercises that can help us practice the presence of God. And this is one excerpt I want to read to you from that study. When we begin to see life as monotonous and routine, our senses can become dulled. We fail to experience the transcendent and supernatural when we neglect to engage our God-given senses and enjoy Him in the process. These exercises appeal to both heart and mind as we allow God to invade our senses. I love that. There's just this, you know, we we can so often uh, think of knowing God and practicing the presence as a very dry routine thing, and there's nothing dry about it. And so this free download um, offers some great ideas to help with that. And sometimes life can keep us so preoccupied that we need to have habits we form that help us to be intentional about experiencing God's presence. There are a lot of examples in this free download, but I want to leave us with one last one here. Uh, It's an exercise of four R's. Read. So this is pray first and then slowly read the scripture passage several times. I recently did a Rick Warren study, 40 Days in the Bible, and highly recommend that. Uh, That's a way to read scripture differently each time. Uh, Second is reflect. 
reflect and ruminate on the words and phrases in the text. Which one speaks most to you? And third is respond. Offer the internalized passage back to God in the form of a personalized prayer. And last is rest. Present yourself before God in silence, yielding yourself to Him. When your mind wanders, use a pre-selected word or image that encapsulates the spirit of the passage. So friends, as you set a rhythm for your life, here are five tips I found on a website called Beyond Sunday Worship. Begin your day with intentionality. It's been proven that your morning routine sets the tone for the rest of your day. Rather than being stressed and rushing around, begin your day with God. Number two, turn complaints into cries of praise. When you find yourself complaining, train yourself to praise instead. Rather than focusing on what's wrong with your situation, find something you can be grateful for. Time is short. Stop complaining, in other words, right? Number three, turn suffering into surrender. You know, there's nothing that rocks our boat more than a prolonged season of intense suffering. Uh, And let's face it, 2020 has been hard, y'all. But suffering will always be a part of our life on this earth. It is an opportunity to draw nearer to God. I think it's almost like cry uncle, you know, we are in pain. Only God can give us grace in the midst of that. I know with the cancer I dealt with this year, and then recently having a, a sister move from my head, it's this place of surrender. God, I'm yours. Just help me through the suffering. And he is so faithful to do that. And number four, turn the mundane into a holy moment. There are mindless moments to your day, boring tasks at work, routines you could perform with your eyes closed. Rather than just get or done, invite God into your experience. Use boredom as a catalyst for worship. And lastly, I love this one, lead yourself in worship. Don't hold back. You know how sometimes when we all worship corporately, which hasn't happened that much lately uh, at our church because of COVID, is you people can feel restrained. You know, it's almost like people are afraid to worship. And I think that's all of us at times because we think too much about what people think about us. But when we lead ourselves in worship to this place of passionate praise, no one has to be around you know, just worship him. God is always present, whether we are aware of it or not. Practicing the presence of God can become a habit for you, friend. It just takes some intentionality. The raw truth is that practicing the presence of God takes practice. The radical graces being intentional to focus on God helps to usher us into his presence. And the real hope is we're changed in his presence. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.